If you would like to support the Riders Live podcast, we have merchandise in the Riders Live podcast merch store and our link tree, which is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash R-O-D-E-S. Option one, we have the Riders Live podcast merch store. Option two, we have the White Lines book by Riders Hunt. Option three, we have the RidersOnline.net website. We have all our social media links available in the link tree as well. So hit up Linktree slash R-O-D-E-S. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of Rodis Live. Let's get it. They call him For another segment of What's Poppin', y'all. The Beatles, that's what's poppin'. John Lennon, 
that's what's popping. Ringo Starr, that's what's popping. Paul McCartney, that's what's popping. George Harrison, that's what's popping. Bobby Brown, that's what's popping. Michael Bivens, that's what's popping. Ricky Bell, that's what's popping. Ronnie DeVoe, that's what's popping. Ralph Tresman, that's what's popping. Johnny Gill, that's what's popping. It's time for the what's popping artist of the day. Up and down. Yeah, just just keeping on it all Take the way. Take 23. If you feel it going, leap it up a bit or something. I just don't say that word. I'm awfully sorry. Are we supposed to giggle in the solo? Yeah. Okay. When I find myself in times of trouble Mother Mary comes to me Speaking words of wisdom Let it be And in my hour of darkness She is standing right in front of me Speaking words of wisdom Let it be 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 Whisper words of wisdom Let it be When all the broken hearted people Living in the world agree There will be an answer Let it be For though they may be parted There is still a chance That they will see There let it be, 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 there will be an answer, let it be, yeah, let it be, let it be, let it be, let it be, whisper words of wisdom, let it be. Let it be, let it be, let it be, 
I lost a bass note somewhere. Oh. I don't think it mattered if that was it. Suddenly found myself <laughs> letting it be. Can't respond on a bass. Yesterday, all my troubles seemed so far away. Now it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe in yesterday. Suddenly, I'm not half the man I used to be. There's a shadow hanging over me. Yesterday came suddenly. Why she had to go, I don't know. She wouldn't say. I said something wrong. Now I long for yesterday. Yesterday. Love was such an easy game to play. I need a place to hide away. Oh, I believe in yesterday. Why she had to go, I don't know. She wouldn't say. I. Love was such an easy game to play. Now I need a place to hide away. Oh, I believe in yesterday. That was the Beatles with "Let It Be" and "Yesterday." Go stream The Beatles or buy the vinyl on all streaming platforms or wherever vinyl is available. Welcome to Rodas Live. I'm your host, Rodas. If you're looking for The Beatles, I'm sorry. This episode is all about New Edition because New Edition is my version of the Beatles. I grew up with these guys. Like, my first three vinyl records, when tapes was out, my first three vinyl records was New Edition, the album, Purple Rain, the album, and some group called The Cars. All three of the albums was cold, but New Edition was my favorite because, you know, I could relate to them, and they was popping and banging. You know, I like how they was dancing around and singing and everything. I wanted to be just like them. Shit, I wanted to be like Ralph. I thought I was Ralph, but a nigga couldn't sing at all, to be honest. So, if you ain't know, New Edition, they from Boston. I'm sure everybody saw the biopic and everything, but I love New Edition. I wanted to be in New Edition, but I knew it wasn't happening no type of way. 
I was in the choir, but uh, I, I don't got no vocals like them brothers, but eventually I did wind up doing music, so that's what's up. So New Edition started and was formed, you know, through them living in the same housing projects. Brooke Payne, he was their manager and their choreographer. And, you know, he basically looked out for them, watched over them, and made sure they their routines and stuff was on point. You know, that's why they flawless whenever they perform right now, and they still able to tour to this day. So, as a shorty, even though all the new edition had potential, they was, they was focusing on Ralph. So Ralph was like the star. You know, they were signed by Maurice Starr, who raped them. He signed them to a production deal, you know, which is shady. You know, production deal's not bad if the paperwork is on the up and up. If you got some type of entertainment lawyer or a good manager that could read contracts, not your mom. Not your dad, not your uncle, an attorney, an entertainment lawyer. That's what's needed. So they pretty much got jerked out of their money. Like when I saw the movie, I was kind of upset when I saw that they only came back with like 19 cents. I made more than them on my first tour and I ain't trying to shit on them like I said. No addition is my version of the Beatles. I love them. All the girls in my school love them. Who don't like New Edition? So, um, New Edition is dope. Bobby Brown, you know, when they was on TV, I noticed that it was only like four, four members at the live performances. Ralph, Ricky, Michael Bevins, and um, Ricky Bell wasn't no Bobby Brown. So I was like, damn, what's going on? Like, shit, what happened to him? You know, it's all type of rumors about Bobby Brown that, you know, he had cancer. Um, he died. All type of stupid ass shit. Like, people couldn't get the information as easily as we can today because we in the information age. Even today still, you know, even though the information is right in front of us, people fail to read, people fail to do they due diligence on research and actually do the knowledge. But the reason why Bobby Brown was absent is because he got kicked out of the group. It was actually, you know, a gift and a curse and a blessing in disguise for Bobby Brown because... That's how he got his solo deal. I think his first single was called I Need a Girlfriend. Um, The name of the album was called Bobby Brown. And um, he had a song called The Girl Next Door. So allegedly, you know, he had some type of relationship with Janet Jackson. And Janet Jackson was actually, you know, the girl next door. And he was saying that, you know, he need a girlfriend and all of that stuff. He was talking about Janet Jackson. So whoever the writers was, 
doing Bobby's stuff, you know, they was making his stuff like um, bubble gum and, you know, stuff so the kids are like it, appealing for the youth. That's what they was doing with his music until he came out with, um, you know, um, songs like My Prerogative, um, Don't Be Cruel, uh, Tenderoni, and all that stuff. He did those joints when he got with L.A. and Babyface and um, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. You know, they, they let Bobby Brown just be who he was. And he, man, he caught on like wildfire. He was a dope entertainer. He could sing. I actually saw New Edition and Bobby Brown and Al B. Sure when I was in high school. Al B. Sure was opening up. Then it was Bobby Brown solo. And then it was New Edition. I'm not sure if... um. Bobby was on the sets with them or not. I'm not sure, but I think he was on the sets with them. Because, um, no, no, he wasn't. Because Can You Stand the Rain was out. If It Isn't Love was out. Any Heartbreak was out. Bobby Brown, he won the group. He won with the group at that time. But they was all on tour. I don't have the, the numbers or the stats for um, how well the tour did but I'm sure they sold out because I went to go see him at the UIC Pavilion and it was packed it was sold out I took my little high school girlfriend shout out to Toya Russell that was my high school sweetheart yeah we went to go see New Edition Bobby Brown and Al B. Sure and uh, yeah it was pretty dope so, we're going to talk about Johnny Gill. Johnny Gill, he got into the group because they thought Ralph was leaving. You know, he was a stand-in kind of replacement. You know, they told Johnny Gill that he was going to replace Ralph. But ultimately, he was recruited by Michael Bevins. And I think the addition to, the addition to add Johnny Gill was brilliant because Johnny, Grill, Johnny Gill had a grown-up voice. He could hit them notes. He changed the whole dynamic of New Edition sound because he grew them up at least five or six years. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when I heard Boys to Men, when I heard Can You Stand the Rain, I was like, damn, this motherfucker cold shit. My kind of girl shit like that where um Johnny was showcasing his vocals in the background and you know helping out Ralph with some of the lead vocals and shit I think that um it was incredible and like can you stand the rain that arrangement by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis was impeccable it's just in my opinion so Johnny Gill he went solo after his success with New Edition and he released his album. Um, he came out with the Rub You The Right Way single. When I saw the video, I was like, what the fuck is this? But, you know, the beat was banging. It was up-tempo. It fit in perfect for how everything was 
for the time. But I was like, man, this motherfucker cannot dance. But he was getting to it to the best of his ability. So I ain't even mad at him. You know, Johnny, he was singing with Stacy Latter, so, you know, that's how they found him, but I ain't gonna really get up into that. But um, his solo record did numbers. He had joints like My, 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 Rub You the White Right Way, Farewell the Friend, Show Look Good Tonight. Like, you could put on Johnny Gill album and you could let that motherfucker rip from the front to the back of the tape. Almost melted that shit. That motherfucker was so cold. But he had the up-tempo records. He had the ballads. He had everything to make him a superstar and a standout to show that, you know, he wasn't, He didn't have to ride the Cold Hills a new edition to be a superstar. He was dope. Now, what I want to talk about is Bill Biff DeVoe. They started BDD. Now, when I was at Jackson State, my freshman year on the campus in 89, shout out JSU. They killing right now. Deion, Deion Sanders is the coach. His son is the quarterback. Go Jackson State. But um, I didn't know what Bill Bibb DeVoe could do. Like, I knew Ricky could sing. I knew Ronnie and Mike could rap. Um, I always thought Ronnie DeVoe was cool. I always thought Mike was cool and a real nigga from my perspective in some type of way. And I thought Ricky was cool too, shit. That was a new addition, so shit. That was cool automatically, you know what I'm saying? So when I found out that everybody was going solo and all of that, you know, BBD was like in limbo, so they said that um, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, you know, they the ones, they were the catalyst to helping them start a group. I don't know if they did any production or anything on their album, but I know when I was at Jackson State, I heard Poison. It was produced by um, Spider-Man and Freeze and shit. Boy, that shit was cold than a motherfucker. Poison, 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 poison. Y'all get it. Man, that shit was banging all over the yard and shit. You know, I was on the campus. I was a crab, but boy, Bill B of DeVoe, I, I didn't expect them to do that good. When I heard poison, I was like, damn, these motherfuckers cold. They got something here. And then when I heard Do Me Baby and then all the other records, When Will I See You Smile Again and all that shit, I was like, man, these motherfuckers cold. Like, they really got talent. And, like, the way they dressed, you know, they wasn't wearing, like, the stuff that, you know, they would wear, like, when they performing on Soul Train or whatever. They dressed every day, like how people dressed in college, how people dressed on the street. They dressed like the hustlers. They dressed like the people around the way that you see every day, people that you knew, people that you could identify with. They was just cool, cool than a motherfucker. So they was cool because they was in New Edition. They was cool because they came out with Poison and that shit was knocking and rocking and banging. 
It had everybody dancing in the clubs and on the yard, like I mentioned. And it catapulted their career. Like, like Johnny, Ralph, Bobby, none of them didn't expect Bill Biv DeVoe to do that shit. But the best thing about it is like, it wasn't no, it wasn't no hating. It wasn't no hating among them. You know, that's why they still touring today because they successful artists and they focusing on the business. So no matter what type of contracts that they signed in the past and all of that, they still able to go on the road and eat because, man, their performance is off the chain. Touring is their bread and butter. Shit, if New Edition came to Chicago 10 times in a fucking year, I'd go see them all 10 times. That's how much of a New Edition fan I am. Bill Biv DeVoe, um, their second album, it was called Hootie Mac. And people, um, you know, they said flopped or whatever, but shit. They said they was going to um, use some type of weed reference to name the album. But they just didn't do it because they was worried about their image. I don't know who was advising them because when they came out with Poison, you know, and their first album, they was loose. Like, man, Bill Biff DeVoe was cool than a motherfucker if they wasn't already cool. So, shit, they could have named that shit whatever. The Chronic. You know, Dr. Dre, they named they shit The Chronic. You know, hey, this is a free country, freedom of speech. You know, no matter what the name of the album was, motherfuckers would have picked it up. I think that the name Hootie Mac, that shit was fucking kind of corny. I don't know who, who thought of that shit, but that was a bad move. And uh, Michael Bivens and Ricky Bell and Ronnie DeVoe, shout out to them. They said that it was a bad decision as well. But, uh... I ain't gonna even lie. Fresh out the gate, I thought my homeboy Ralph was gonna have the coldest album out of every motherfucking body, but you know, it was just, it was cool, it was smooth. I like that um Ralph um he jumped out the gate with a rated R on the album and the beats was hard and he was rapping and spitting like a motherfucker on that motherfucker. So I'm glad that, you know. He did a little hip-hop on there, and um, the songs was good. He had sh- shit like Sensitivity, Stone Cold Gentleman, um, Love Hurts. So it was just, you know, a smooth album, um, typical Ralph. Soon as I bought the tape, shout-out to my cousin Slick, Sharante. She stole my motherfucking tape, and I never got it back. Every time I see it, I'm like, when my motherfucking tape, but, you know, I got it on um, Amazon now, so I just listen to, you know, Ralph album whenever I want to, um, Johnny Gill whenever I want to, BBD, New Edition, I got all that shit, you know, I am a faithful fan and a connoisseur of New Edition music, so, Ralph, you know, if I could rank everybody album, I'd say that, um, you know, Bobby shit was banging. Um, BBD was banging. 
Johnny Gill was banging. Um, Ralph shit was cool. But I'll say that um, Bell B of DeVoe album was the best because I didn't expect it. Johnny Gill shit was the bomb. And Ralph shit was alright. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm just keeping it a whole buck. This coming from a, a new edition fan for life. So, um, they did, you know, they did their solo joints and they was like, look, you know, we could go on a road. You know, everybody could do their solo shit. Boom. Then we could do our shit together. Boom. You know, and they was hitting the road. They was hitting the road, making that bread. Then they, it came out with the Coming Home album. It was cool. You know, that shit was cool. It was all right. But, you know, it's not like the classic New Edition stuff. But it was dope because it was New Edition. All six of them. So, I fuck with it. I never shit on New Edition. I like them. Then, um, they signed with Bad Boy. They signed with Puffy. You know, New Edition, they some real dudes from Boston, from the projects. They were saying Puffy was trying to make them like B2K. Now, you know that shit wasn't going to happen. Um, but I guess Puffy got them out of all of their bad deals and shit, only to be in a more fucked up deal. So that's crazy. But um, when they was with Puff, they had some bangers like Hit Me Off in the video and all of that shit. Um, a lot of the members who really didn't get the spotlight initially or that you wasn't used to in New Edition, they was on the record getting down. Like, Ronnie DeVoe, Michael Bivens, Ricky Bell, they was getting down on that motherfucker. Um, Johnny Gill, the first video, that shit was like a fucking 007 movie and shit. It was cold, you know, so... I got every album that New Edition ever made. You know, whenever they come to Chicago, I come fuck with them. Um, the last time I seen New Edition was at, at the Horseshoe Casino, and they was getting it in. If y'all heard some, you know, there's just something that fell in my studio, so don't mind that. Sorry about that, y'all. But yeah, so I love New Edition. I love New Edition as a group. I love Bobby Brown solo. I love Johnny Gill solo. I love Bill Biff DeVoe solo. I love Ralph Tresvant solo and the group. So if y'all New Edition fan, I want y'all to go to writersonline.net and tell me, you know, who's your favorite member of New Edition? Who whose solo album was your favorite? And like, have you ever been to a new edition concert? And all the ladies, I want y'all to let me know who's y'all favorite member of new edition. Like, who was y'all heartthrob? Who did y'all have a crush on? So I want y'all to leave that in the comments on writersonline.net. Or all the streaming platforms, Amazon, Spotify, all of that. So, yeah, I named this episode The Beatles because New Edition, 
they my version of the Beatles, y'all. So, this has been another episode of Riders Live. I hope y'all enjoy this episode titled The Beatles. Because I love New Edition because, like I said before, New Edition is my version of the Beatles, y'all. Peace. We dropping the mic on Riders Live. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode of Riders Live. We celebrated the Beatles, and we celebrated my version of the Beatles, New Edition. So we out of here with my version of the Beatles, New Edition, whatever it is in love. Until next time, yeah, we out. Look, the party's over. It's been a long vacation, and your fans are waiting to see you again. And you guys all know how you look in rehearsal is how you come across on stage. So let's do it one more time from the top and let's get busy.
It took my 